life is short, man. It really puts into perspective how short life is. I mean, we do not know the day nor the hour, but it's like, you really don't know, bro. You really don't know who you're affecting or like what bullshit you're going through. And then tomorrow you never get to say sorry to anyone. And just, just being real, real transparent within yourself and just being real honest with yourself. Like what kind of message are you trying to imply or give off to others? My message so far has just been like, I've always been about this, but it's just like be your most authentic self. Obviously, last week, we spoke about some really good things, which will be out whenever it comes out. This week is a much different situation. As we all knew, on Sunday afternoon around 2.30, where we got around that Kobe Bryant, former Laker and soon-to-be Hall of Famer, well-deserved, has left this earth. And we felt that this episode today, this show, this moment, was the perfect moment for us to kind of continue the trend of speaking about why things affect us the way they do. And the fact of the matter is that, yes, Kobe Bryant, the basketball player, stopped playing. Kobe Bryant, the per- like he's no longer on this earth. But the way that Kobe Bryant's death affected a lot of people in the world and affected me, Raddy, Adriano, Darrell, Gary, like everyone at this table in lots of different ways, I think it's something that we should talk about because a lot of people are expressing emotions about their feelings regarding this passing and they hate people a lot differently. And I think we would do ourselves a disservice to the show if we didn't talk about our feelings feelings in the rawness of ways. I think we should start by the question that Darrell posed a little while ago. Where were you when... Kobe passed and how did it affect you in that moment? Gary, start with you. Um, so I was home and uh, I'm walking to the kitchen and Adriano's like, yo, you heard about Kobe? I was like, what? It's like, he, saying he died. My first reaction was, nah. There's just no way. Then immediately I started looking looking at my phone, looking at, at Twitter, Instagram, just continuously refreshing and refreshing and refreshing. And then I finally saw that Kobe Bryant has passed away in a helicopter crash. And I just, I was numb. Like I just, I couldn't, I still couldn't believe it. Like I was hoping that there was no way there was Kobe on that plane. And um, I had a lot of different emotions come in. Like I started to think about him and his legacy and everything that he gave, not only the game of basketball, but like the world. Cause I just started thinking about like his interviews and, and some of the gems that he would share about like life. And then, um, and then I'm sitting with that and then I finally find out about his daughter and I'm just like, oh man. I felt like someone had 
like kicked me in the stomach mm -hmm. and then I just started thinking about like their families and everyone involved and it was just a lot of things to process and I'm still processing because like now now I'm thinking about like my own mortality like I'm thinking about like him giving everything that he gave to the world in 41 years I just turned 31 it puts a lot in perspective like about yourself the people around you how you approach life it really makes you want to approach life with that mamba mentality to like find your passion love it and attack it every day just get better at it every day i'm still in the middle of processing all of this like it's just it's surreal to me like to watch highlights of him and and know that he's no longer here it just doesn't make any sense to me for a while i've been saying i feel like i've been living in a in an alternate universe it feels like i'm in a really bad nightmare like i'm just waiting to wake up out of it and still yeah i'll, I'll piggyback off of you when i saw the news my friend he sent me a text and i just could not believe it as i was looking at the the live comments coming in um someone said that it was confirmed already by by abc so when i went on on tv and i tuned in like all i needed was a reliable source once i put abc on and i saw that it said like the voice of jim gray once he was crying and he was saying and it was confirmed i just knew it and i was just like wow like and i i feel like i grief and i mourn differently and i saw and still see kobe as a human being after all the the replays of of his amazing games and what he's done in his interviews etc cetera, etc cetera, like i still stick to like the human side and i was like i cannot imagine the last couple of moments that he had with his daughter that really just still bugs me but like i say man like I look at life like quality over quantity. Like I could have a hundred years living and I could have shitty 50 years, you know? I would rather just make sense of whatever I could for 50 years if I had to give that. But it's almost like, like what happened in 9-11, like one tower was hit and one tower went down. And then when they were saying, oh no, he was there with Gian, I'm like, oh my God, don't tell me that's the second tower. That shit really hit home. Yeah, I feel like it's one of those kind of moments in our lives that like everyone every generation has of like the big deaths that mark a generation whether it was JFK killed or Biggie Tupac things like that that mm -hmm. are like yo you lived through that like that was a moment I feel like we're actively in a moment where like someone of such importance that gave so much to the world and as Gary mentioned in such a small amount of time is gone and like it's one of those like we know in this room, we're gonna remember where we were and what we were doing 50 years from now, just as Adriano mentioned the towers, like we know what we were doing that mm -hmm. moment. We know when we find mm -hmm. out, like we, we remember that. This is one of those and it's a very, very sudden, unfortunate moment that just kind of hurts, man. And like, you don't have to be a Kobe fan. You could be right. the biggest Kobe right, hater. Right. And just from a human and from a fan of sports or from a fan of growth as humans, I feel like you just see 
and feel this type of woman that's like a big loss to all of us. My my mom texts me. Yeah, my mom voice noted me. Yeah, she she texts me to see how I was feeling. Yeah. So like she knows, like she like you can. It's 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 amazing though because it's kind of like we we immortalize these figures, and when they go young, it just still doesn't make any sense. You know, like he has so much more to give. Like I, I've I've seen a lot of people say like he he was just about to get in his bag. Yeah. Like oh, you thought the last twenty years of Kobe was dope? Wait, you see the Wait, next. you see the next twenty. Mm-hmm. Like he was about to get in his content bag. Like he was about to like change women's sports with his daughter. Yeah, like yeah. he was really advocating for that. Man won an Academy Award, yo. Two years after retirement. <clears throat> You know, and this happened after LeBron. Also, like, his last tweet was to LeBron. His last last Instagram post. His last conversation. His last conversation. His last conversation conversation was to LeBron. Passing the torch. He literally. It just shows you what kind of man he was. Yeah. I've never seen so many people react in the way that they've been reacting over Kobe. Like he's he's affected so many lives. You know, like you hear stories about like him being a father to his daughters, and and him telling a story about like fans going up to them and 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 asking Kobe like, "Yo, when you gonna have a boy to carry out the legacy?" And and Gigi be like, "Yo, I, I got, got this. this. I got this. I got this. I got this." Mm-hmm. You know, like I think for me, like it's it. All of this is sad, but it's also it also kind of feels good hearing all these people tell like really good stories about Kobe not the basketball player but the human being yeah you know it kind of just like it sheds light on how he lived his life you know and that's that's what like these are the things that we need to like really focus on you know like the good that he did like the the like that's that's also a part of the mama mentality I'm hearing stories that he would like there would be kids that would be sick, dying of cancer, and they would get communication to like they would reach out to like his rep and and the you know the the kid's last wish would be like to meet Kobe Bryant, and he'll be like yeah i'm I'm down to do it, just no p r mm. his favorite word was absolutely yeah, he never had there was never a moment he'd say no, absolutely everything like I watched it. And I was like, when you read that, you're like, what? Until so I saw something, I asked him a question, I forgot what it was, and he was just like, absolutely. You know, and it was just, you think about yourself, and in life, when people ask you stuff, how much we hesitate. Like, I think I can do that. Uh, maybe. Kobe was just like, I'm going to do it. Even if I don't, even if he didn't know what he was doing, he was going to do it. You know what I'm saying? They say he was very curious. He asked a lot of questions. Mm. Like, he used to, like, call people randomly like he'll say if he had an, an idea for a film, he would call Martin Scorsese out of nowhere just to pick his brain. Yeah, yeah. It's but that started watching that interview, one of the interviews last night. That started before he got before he stepped on the court the first game. The uh, the his agent was Reggie Miller's agent, and he linked them two together. And he, Reggie was saying how Kobe would call him or text him every day. Just to ask, and not really ask about the league, but like, yo, what is it about Michael Jordan? What is it about him that 
makes him great? What is it about him that y'all hate, but y'all love at the same time? Mm-hmm. Just like I'm, I'm gonna y'all gonna remember me because I'm gonna be better than him. But I need to know like what is it about him? Mm-hmm. I want to know his footwork, what he does in the morning, how he, the trash talk he's whatever he says to you. I want to know it. So he, he always had that mentality, just like if I if I see myself doing it, I'm gonna figure out the best people around to get that information from, and I'm gonna take it all in. And I think that's something outside of basketball. That's something we all should like carry carry along with us. So you got the dice. <laughs> Vanessa Bryant just released a statement. I'm not gonna read the whole thing because we know that you know just showing love to her entire family, um, Kobe and Gigi especially. And I bring that up to say, so we have what two parents on this pod right now, yeah. and not saying that we're more three. three three. We have three parents on this pod, but yet everyone at this table has someone that they care about, and I think. For me, when I came home Sunday night, I the first thing I wanted to do, I had to leave work. Like, I literally was just like, I wanted to leave the moment I heard. Because I was like, I need to be with these kids. Mm-hmm. I'm here helping these customers and dealing with these stupid-ass situations that people... Things that didn't, just didn't matter. It did not matter, you know what I'm saying? Like, I didn't care about nothing. I'm just like, yo, I need to go home to these kids. I left work and I got home. And, like, the first thing I did, I went to go to their room. I gave them both kisses. I laid on them for a little bit. And then, like, I came in here in the same spot I was at, and I tried to eat my lunch that I could not eat earlier because... You lost your appetite. I lost my appetite because I was sitting next to a father and a daughter. (laughs) A father and a daughter from L.A. The daughter was so sad. She was so sad. Mm. And I said to her, I said, hey, um, are you guys from L.A.? She said, yeah. I was like, I'm so sorry. She said, I'm sorry too. You know, he his loss affected everybody. You know, like she said, just make sure you get home safe. Hmm. She said that to me. I cried. I cried in that restaurant, and I was just like, Yo, I want to get home to my kids. You know, and then I came here. I gave them a kiss, and I sat here. Ali and I were watching the. Uh, we were just watching the. No, 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 no. Couldn't I? No, I couldn't. I couldn't consume that. Nah, I couldn't even watch Royal Rumble. I couldn't watch Power. I couldn't watch anything. I literally turned on the TV and I just watched, I just consumed Kobe. Because, yeah. you know, reading it, yeah, I work is different. But, like, seeing it, I sat here and I saw, like, him and his daughter. <laughs> bald, man. Yeah. Like, Ali could tell you, I cried for probably, like, an hour straight. And she said to me, she's like, she asked me a question. She's like, yo, she consoled me, which I appreciated. She said, babe, like, why does it affect you so much? And I said, I couldn't imagine one what he went through in that moment with his kid you know what i'm saying because granted we don't I, I haven't been on a helicopter before i don't know seating arrangements i don't know how it goes and to for me i thought about his lasting impression with his daughter was like i have to be strong for my kid like baby girl everything's gonna be okay we can all put you know ideas as to what that last woman was maybe he couldn't have even had a last woman because of the way things you know I, my image is that he protected her the best way he could because that's what I would do. You know what I'm saying? And it hurt me so much because I was just like, I couldn't imagine not coming home to these kids. You know, like that and to her. That, like, it killed me to the point where, like, I was heaving 
and it was I was hurt because as a father, like to know that and to know that Vanessa has to go through what she has to go through and she's strong enough. She has the world to protect and to help her. And the fact that the person strongest that she needs isn't there. Yeah. That hurts. The fact that her 13-year-old child who mirrored or tried to mirror her father as best she could, who most likely was going to do that, is not here. Yeah. That shit sucks. You know what I'm saying? Like, And I think that's the type of shit that doesn't make any of this better. And it, it's, it's one of those things where like, if it was just Kobe, it would, st it would still fucking suck. But the fact that his daughter was attached to that, it it kills me. And that's why like past couple days when last night <laughs> Logan wanted to go to sleep, he had to go to sleep and I was up playing video games. I had to take some leisure time. And he wanted, he cried because he wanted to like come with me. And mind you, at school in the morning, I said to myself, nah, I'm gonna take this moment to let him chill with me. Mm -hmm. I was like, yo, 15 minutes, kid stay for like an hour and a half. <laughs> and I was okay with that because I was like, yo, I would never ever want to be like, yo, I wish I can have that hour and a half back. Mm -hmm. And that shit, like, it tears me up inside to know that he spent 20 years building this craft for his family and to know that, like, he's now taking time to give back to being a father and he can't. Yeah. That fucking sucks as a parent. That sucks on on all levels of everything. It makes no sense. Sometimes I just feel like I can't say I hate it, but I will say I strongly dislike that it's unfortunate that it takes the the death of someone to make us more humane, yes. you know? I agree. <clears throat> it's like, yeah, it's it's real somber and it creates like this like ominous kind of atmosphere or environment for us, but it's like I hate to say it, but it's like truth is that in a couple of weeks, we're all just going to keep going forward, you know, with life. And it's like, it just sucks that it just takes a, a moment like this to like make us like realize what it is. And then it's, I hate thinking of it this way, but it's like, all right, like this happened a couple of weeks later. And it's like, all right, so what now? And it's like, it shouldn't be that way. I just feel like it shouldn't be that way. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that change in each of us is what's going to create a better tomorrow. Um, and that's how I live. I just I I, ca I could only control myself, and I would only hope to help implore the idea of becoming more self-aware of others. We're not we we don't have magic wands to just wave around the room or around people. But I just I'm a firm believer that you're only gonna see the change if you create it yourself. But less is more, and I like I always say hindsight is twenty twenty. So going forward, like. It happened with 9-11, it happened with any other uh, natural disaster or anything else that has happened since then. I just feel like it It should not take Kobe's death to make us better people. That's how I feel. Absolutely. Yeah, it's interesting because like sometimes in a very like primitive way, like it's very true what you're saying though. Like I went into work the next day and I was expecting everything to stop 
and the world kind of just keeps going. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's like those that know, know, and you have that connection with people and you have that conversation with some people at work. But for some or for the broad masses, a lot of the world kept moving. And it was like weird to me to be in this place where like everyone's like you're just going to your to-do list right now. Like we're not even stopping the morning to like just really everyone stop or like a meeting would just go on and it's like you're going through your agenda as you would have without this news but like I feel like the world's not the same but like that's not the overall sentiment in this room right mm-hmm. now like it just feels like mm-hmm. people went straight to whatever it is that they were planning to do and they were like hi right. nice. yeah just, but a, it's, just another day uh, yeah. yeah but it's a big kind of way to recalibrate and figure out okay well what's important in life right because we're giving our lives to whatever it is that we're doing on a daily basis right whatever our careers are whatever our we do for a living we're dedicating our lives as this person did and then at the end of it all when that person's life ends other people keep going but that's the thing like i was talking to gary the other day and I'm not gonna speak on other cultures but my own, but I know as a Latino, I know when the next door neighbor dies, like everyone knows about it and we're all mourning and we're all griefing and there are pictures on, all over the building, the, the candles are out on the block and everything. It's like we celebrate their life and that's what makes us, makes us more empath, more empaths or empathic, but it's like it is who I am. Like I care about people and I feel like we all do in this room so it's like when people keep going forward, like I don't take it personal. I understand that that's their, um, that's their vantage point. But at the end of the day, we all need to like at least care about. We may not know Kobe, we may not know the person next to us, but it's like yo, there has to be some sort of way that we have to like implement a a, a safer way to grief because some of the comments that I was reading on on LeBron's page or. or or any other one's page of like, oh, it was a conspiracy. This guy wanted him killed. Why aren't you posting about Kobe? Why aren't you fucking talking? And I'm just like, are you serious? And I know you brought it up earlier, Trav, that, and Raddy too, that we have to kind of like dig deeper into that because it's kind of like, why why does anyone need to talk about the death of someone? Or yeah. why does anyone need to post anything? Like yeah. Me posting up anything, no matter the emojis, the hearts, the, the crying face, like <coughs> it's not going to bring any of them back, unfortunately. Yeah. But it's kind of like, why do I need to say anything? Why can I mourn and grief in my own way and process things in my own way? I don't have to say anything. I could look what Giannis did. Giannis took off his social media and he hasn't said anything. Mm-hmm. I would have done the same thing. Sometimes, like, unfortunate not to say that I'm blind to it, but sometimes ignorance is bliss. Mm-hmm. I'd rather just mourn my own self and just deal with it on my own than read something that someone else is saying that has no idea what the hell they're saying. I think, I think we, everybody just grieves differently yeah and would you notice more people than others grieve with anger yeah or have as humans we want to know or we want to be able to have an answer right so his situation he he wasn't sick and and then died over time to where you could be like well we saw this coming like david stern you know mm-hmm. the, Rest is, rest in peace. But yeah. he was sick, bad. Yeah. So it was like, I event we when it happened, he's sad, but you're like, at least he's not in pain. Right. We saw this coming. You you kind of prepared for that. Right. His situation is just like it happened, split second. So everybody's trying to 
I need to know why it happened. Mm-hmm. And and sometimes it's like you just have to. I was telling my boys like, yo, we just have to be content with not knowing. Right. Like everything isn't meant for us to know. Right. We just got to be able to say, yo, it's fucked up. It's sad. It hurts. But I somehow I have to keep going. Somehow I have to keep. I'm. I have to move on. Like for me. I left. I had to leave work Sunday when I found out. Even the next day, still, even today, and I, I had to thank the girl that I work with close at work. Like, yo, thank you for just listening, because this is like I'm grieving, mm-hmm. and she's like, nah, nah, no problem. And like, I would just randomly be like, yo, like he's really going. Like, how did it happen? Blah blah blah. And she'll like sit there and just talk to me. I'm like, yo, thank you, because that's what I needed. I just needed like be able to say, hey, yo, I'm hurt. Oh, give me a second. I got to go to the bathroom because I'm about to cry. Because the fact that you go on Instagram and somebody's posting an interview and you're like, damn, this shit is real. Mm-hmm. You wake, I woke up Monday, took my shower, got ready to go to work, and literally walking out the door, it's like, yo, Kobe died. And I was like, oh. Like, it just, for it just second, comes it was, at you. Yeah, yeah. it's like, wait, wait, that shit was real. Like, that wasn't some wild-ass no. dream I had. Like, this shit was real. Kobe's dead. His daughter, his daughter was with him. And we was talking about like being a, a father. Me having a girl who's eight, who looks up to me like, yeah, you're, you're my king, you're the world. To actually, I thought about that same thing too. Like if she was to go, or more so if I was to go. God forbid. How would she, how would she handle that? Like, am I giving her enough to where, yeah, she's gonna hurt, but she could be like, you know what? I have these memories with my dad that I could live on with. Mm. Um, on a brighter note, we've been watching Kobe highlights. Well, me, me and Baby Girl, she's been sending me YouTube videos and stuff like that. So that's dope. She's like getting into it. I think she's gonna be a Lakers fan now. She mm. wasn't a basketball fan, but I feel like all the kids in her school are talking about it enough to where she. We was just watching the Celtics Lakers finals, and she was like. Rooting for the Lakers, mm. Boston, you suck, and I'm like, you don't know nothing about sports. <laughs> yeah. it, whatever. But did you did you have a conversation with her about Kobe passing? Yeah, like, I tell us about that. Facetimed her that day, and then I texted her later on, like, "Yo, yeah, your dad is very sad right now." And I sent her a picture of Kobe, and I was like, "This is somebody I've grown up watching play basketball." I felt like I, you kind of know him. You know, with 20 years of your life, I'm 35, so when I was 14, 15, so basically my entire, almost my whole life. But um, kind of told about it. I was like, yo, everybody's sad because we felt like we known him. Like we grew up with him. We seen him from day one mm-hmm. become the person he is today. Yeah. And for him to go suddenly, it's hard to swallow. And I cried to her today, and she just like gave me a hug, and she's like, "Why are you sad?" I'm like, "Cause I can't imagine being here without you." Right. Like mm-hmm. that. Anytime they talk about him and his kids, it's like, I that emotion just pops up. I can't mm-hmm. like I can't hold it. But um, the one thing I I try to tell her because we was talking about it on the way to dance on Tuesday, I was like, Kobe was great because he had this relentless mentality like mm-hmm. I'm gonna be the best mm-hmm. he 
he put it all out on the on on the floor. He left it all out on the floor. I was like, when you go to dance, every day you gotta go hard. And it's like it's not gonna be. It might not be nothing crazy, but you could hurt yourself and never be able to dance again. But you want to be able to say like, you know what? I had I I gave it my all. Mm-hmm. I had fun. I put I put a hundred percent into this. So it's like yo, every time you dance, rehearsal, a show, you gotta kill it, and then leave leave knowing that like I gave I gave it my all. So like, that's something. That that is part of his legacy. That would I had have that conversation with her if he passed? Probably not, because there was no reason to have that conversation with her at this age. Mm-hmm. So like, it sucks that he had to go, but then those are like how I try to like deal with it. Say hey, him passing makes you. It makes you wake up, and then it makes you think about the stuff he did, and it's like, all right, I need to do this. I need to pass this on to my my daughter. I need to pass it on to my. I need to make sure my friends is doing this. The people around mm-hmm. me is doing this. And shit, I'm, s- I'm sorry it had to be this way, but this sometimes this is the only way people wake up. Yep. Yeah, sometimes you need that harsh <clears throat> reality. Yeah. You know. Yo, um, <laughs> Raddy, I know you you've spoken to Bray. Yeah. How, how was that conversation? Yeah, so was, um so for those of you that don't know, so I am the legal guardian of a thirteen year old, um, who happens to be Kobe's daughter's age. So when Kobe passed, he sent me like he now has a phone, so he texted me, he was like, You saw this? And then he got home like shortly after and like we acknowledged it and I didn't really think much of it. Because like for him, I'm like, I don't got to burden you with it. You know what I mean? Like, more things that are happening in the world. I don't mm-hmm. know if you care enough. I know that he's still to this day. Like, a few weeks ago, I was, like, talking to him because I'm like, yo, that's cool that when you shoot a little basket in the trash, you still say Kobe. Like, I would have mm-hmm. thought somebody said Curry at this point. I'm like, that's <laughs> ill. I'm like, yo, that's ill. I remember, yeah. like, having that conversation a few weeks ago, but, like, I didn't realize that it impacted him. So, like, two days later... I was like, yo, why you look down? What's up? Let's talk about it. And he was like, talking to me about Kobe. And I was like, wait, you're sad about, you are sad about Kobe? And he's like, yeah, it's like so sad. Like, cause he was just going to take his daughter to a game. Like his daughter's my age. And like, he just wanted to get to a game. So like, I didn't realize that like for him, it was also like the, he's also lost his mom right so there's also that understanding of like i've lost a parent so i know that shit sucks so i feel really bad for his other siblings that are now dealing with that but he's to an age that he's understanding like there's a lot of pain in that family now he left kids behind that are now grieving their dad but are grieving their (laughs) sister and like he also acknowledged he's like there were a lot of families there like other people that lost their families and he was like it's interesting because he's like we don't even have cable at home so like he's picking up information from like his friends he has access to internet whatever but then he's like i was looking at the names and i realized that everybody's connected except this one person i'm like oh that's the coach so i'm connecting dots for him and like he didn't quite know the full story but it still really affected him in a way that i didn't think of Mm. um so it's it's a conversation I never would have wanted to have. But to your point, Darrell, it's like, would we have this now understanding and conversation? Probably not, right? Because mm-hmm. you're 13. Why would I want to 
if it was any other celebrity, would he have cared? I don't know. But I feel like this one kind of he felt attached to in some mm-hmm. way. It was yeah. like, yo, that sucks. There was a lot of people there that lost their families. Yeah. So, yo, imagine your son 13. Yeah. Mine's four and a half. Yeah. And all he does is watch LeBron James, right? Yeah. But and attached to LeBron James is Kobe Bryant. Yeah. <laughs> um, yesterday, Monday, I forget which day it was. He uh, said, "Daddy, I was I saw Kobe Bryant." Um, is, is Kobe gonna play with LeBron? He said, "Where's Kobe?" <laughs> yeah. I like. I had no words. I didn't know what to say. Cause he's like, "I love Kobe," and I was yeah. like, Psh, "My heart like shattered." Yeah. Cause, I and then yesterday, cause we never had a conversation <laughs> about heaven before, you know. Yeah. But yesterday we started yeah, talking about. Yeah, force the tender age for that. Yeah, no. <laughs> I uh. Sad with him, and we're like, he brought up Kobe again, and he's like, I wanna, I wanna, I wanna watch LeBron, but what about Kobe? I said, Kobe's not gonna be able to play. He's like, is Kobe gonna play alone? And I was like, damn, that hurt. And I was like, Kobe's okay. I said, Kobe's in heaven. Kobe's in heaven now. You know, he's gonna be, you know, doing his thing. He said, Kobe's in heaven, and like, granted, he knows nothing about. Like the the latter, you know what I'm saying. But the fact that someone so young who so starts the basketball when he plays his switch and he's talking about oh LeBron, oh Kobe and this and I'm just like yo like he don't get it, you know. And it's okay that he doesn't get it. And it's like I don't want him to have to get it yet. Well, that's life, bro. I mean, my father always taught me that um, to every beginning there's an end. So it's like, what do we do now? Um, it's, I'm not gonna take his death as something as like, oh snap, I gotta do this now because it's, I, I feel like who I am as a person, I've already, or I've already been doing the things that I put in my mind to bring out, to put into, like fruition. But the real question is, does it make you want to be more aggressive towards it? No. Nah. And I say no, not because it's not like I'm motivated. I just feel like I've always had that motivation, regardless of un- the unfortunate situation. But that's just me. That's just my own personal story, my own personal path. But I feel like it's a lot of things that I do see. It's a lot of things that I do here, like in my profession. And there's a, a real lack of education behind death. And there's a real lack of education behind empathy and what it is to like feel for others. Like, why do you... What is it about these situations that that make certain people talk about death like if it's a joke, like if they're trolling, like if they want a response out of it, like it's like it's that ass not funny. Actually, that's a great question to pose. I think to the room because I feel like the one thing that would be great for all of this to lead to is a real talk and a real effort around bereavement. Right, mm, and right. I mm-hmm. feel like. I happen to be close to it, so I'm biased, right? But, like, I lost a sister, and my kid lost a mom, right? But, like, I've always felt like bereavement initiatives are grossly underfunded, especially in communities of color. Mm. And there are folks in our world that just have to deal with the fact that they lost someone and continue to go as if nothing is wrong. And the... 
I think bereavement is like a whole thing of like you lost someone physically, but there's also like a sophomore. Like a lot of us grow up with people that we know that have gone to jail. Mm-hmm. And like, okay, if your dad went to jail, sure, your father's not dead. That's one thing. Or your uncle's not dead. But you're not seeing your uncle for the next 20 years. Mm-hmm. Right. That's a real mental issue mm-hmm. that a lot of us don't deal with. So I hope if if any light can come from all of this is the understanding that those girls that he left behind and his wife need a lot of support and as much attention that can be driven to the concept of supporting bereavement programs would be fascinating, would be great as an outcome and as a way to pay homage to this, which is there are important figures that we lose. How do we cope with that? Yeah, I feel like in situations like these, like uh, a chain is only as strong as its weakest link. So it's like, it's so easy to give up. I, I, personal stories that I I would share one day, but I've known so many people who've just given up because of the passing of someone. And they get so distraught and so devastated and they're just like, yo, fuck it. I can't do this anymore. Yeah, like what does it all mean? Right. What's the purpose? Right. So I I cannot even put into into structured words what what Vanessa must be going through. I can't imagine. I think... I cannot imagine. You know what's interesting, though? Sorry. And mm-hmm. to cut you off. No. That's <laughs> <laughs> so <coughs> I take my I take my kid, Brandon, to a biweekly bereavement camp or bereavement program. So mm-hmm. every two weeks, he's in a room with other kids that have also lost a parent. In other rooms are people that have also lost their spouses. Mm-hmm. Right? So Vanessa, this is a very tragic public moment. And she lost an iconic figure that to the world means something, but to her, she lost her husband. But that's a very frequent occurrence. I know a lot of us are fortunate enough to not deal with it on a daily basis, including myself. I've never lost a spouse and I don't ever plan to. I hope that's never the case, but also it happens. Mm -hmm. And there are a lot of people that go through that every day that we say hi to at work. And we don't realize they have a lot of burden because they lost their wives. They lost their husbands. Mm-hmm. And, like, to us, it's like, oh, man, come on. That was, like, two years ago. Yeah. Like, dude, I, I was planning to spend the rest of my yeah. life with this person. Yeah. This person's yeah. not here. Yeah. So, like, sure, to a lot of us, the world keeps going. And we continue to, like, truck along. But, like, to someone else, it's like my plans for reality have now shifted yeah every day so the struggle yeah, every day, day struggle. address that yes. yeah and yes. and not only that but you know he spent 20 something years with her for sure yeah. i saw the video of when they met it was like it was like an mtv yeah. mtv video like he shook his he hand was 18. Yeah, yeah she was eight she was 18 yeah he was 18 i think you know so like that that's that's another like shock even for for the girls mourning their sister. Yeah. You know, like, I'm so used to seeing you every single day. Every single day. Yeah. For the last 13 years. Mm Mm-hmm. You know? And it's, you're no longer there. And now you have to kind of, even for Vanessa, like, you have to rewire how you do things. To piggyback off that, like, I always go to, go back, not to make it all scientific, but biologically, like, the brain does stop developing like around age 25. So if she was 18 or if he was 18, she was still in that 
time where her, basically saying like yo her, her brain was her body was still developing with him like she was becoming him and he was becoming her mm -hmm. so to lose that now and she has to be like in her late 30s like she's 37 come on man some that's crazy and the thing too is that he just retired a couple years ago so it's like now is the time that he was beginning their life with them he was talking <laughs> about how he would take like a helicopter after just, a game I was to take her to, to take about the girls to, to, the, to the school <clears throat> to then go to practice yeah. to then pick them up to I bring was them home. just like, about to bring that up the, like, fact, what? the reason that, why the, the that, reason that's what hit me too the fact yo that he, he would really he cut corners for, for away, doing something he did for 20 years on a regular basis to have still have that relationship with my kids while I and trying to be the best basketball player ever. And, mm -hmm. and and in him being the best father ever, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. The fact that one traffic stop because he felt like he just did not want to be late and miss anything, he's like, yo, nah. Yeah. I need a faster way. Yeah. I need a faster way. I need to be able to go to the facility, practice, come back, take them to school, go back to the facility, be back do what home, I gotta do. to have fun with them before they go to bed. Yeah. That's weird to and me. And then even... Like that, that's, it's hard thinking about it, like from, from Vanessa's point, when that moment when, she, when he, when him and Gigi's like, all right, I'll see you later. I'm getting, we going to the chopper to go to the academy. She's not thinking anything of it. Mm -hmm. They do that all the time. Gigi's not thinking, think, thinking anything of it. She does that all the time. Like, oh yeah, we're going to fly to the stable center. We're going to fly here. It's normal to us. Like, that hit me. Because I'm like, man, so a normal moment of me taking Morgan to rehearsal could be it. Mm -hmm. Like, your normal everyday thing that you do could be the last time you do something. And it's like, you don't think about that until something like this happens. Yeah. And then, <laughs> to a point that we had noted to bring up, could you imagine being home, doing your day-to-day, -day, and, and being then told. being told by TMZ, yeah. Right, right. That your husband's dead. Yeah, before you even find out. Like, but, and it was weird to me. I think because obviously when we see that, we hear that, we assume, you know, TMZ breaks the news first. Family has no idea what's going on, et cetera, et cetera. We, I mean, obviously we don't know the chronological order, but like the fact that TMZ is the first to report this loss, it could have been maybe she knew in advance. We don't know. You know what I'm saying? But like everyone... Granted, the media is the media. They do what they need to do to make money. Granted. So, like, I don't want to also play the role where it's like I'm attacking the media because we don't know when she knew. We knew that this crash happened in the morning on Sunday. Yeah. We knew that the world found out 2.30 in right. the afternoon. Who knew when she knew, you know? But the fact that... It's too much. It, it's a lot. The fact that the first thing you see is it's, your husband's dead. Yeah. Like, wait, what? What? That's the sad part with TMZ is that tabloid that wants to be a credible source though. They want to be like real news, but they they still are about that foundation. They're tabloids, so they basically pay to follow celebrities. So they pro it could have been a situation where they just following Kobe. Oh, he's on that chopper. Okay, we're gonna follow the chopper because we know where he's going. Cause we want to ask him about LeBron and yeah. LeBron passing LeBron him. LeBron passing him. Let's let's find out why. And then oh and shit! Literally like, boom. Being it could have been some weird shit. Which we just want to follow the news because we want to get be the first one to ask him about that. And 
and and sore it. Mm-hmm. I could tell at this table there's a lot of hurt. There's a lot of pain from it. Um, you know, we we all grieve in very different ways, like to what Raddy was just saying. We all kind of go through these losses in all similar ways. And I guess I'll pose a question personally about, I guess, to the table, like how does this loss of Kobe being Bryant affect you on a personal level? And then how, not even how do you plan to make amends with your life? Cause that's, I think that's bullshit. Like I think, end of the day we we need to live life to the utmost fullest and there's to me there's no tomorrow i always say this to myself there's a lot that needs to be accomplished but i tell my wife i tell you about my yo there's no tomorrow like when it comes to any situation like they're like oh I, i'll do that tomorrow oh tomorrow don't worry about that shit if there's a day where it's like damn i should have went to the gym but like today we were both like fuck we can go to the gym fuck it she had a day off today we spent it together that was good. If I had to go out tomorrow, at least spend with my family. I'm not trying to say that, but you know what I'm saying? Like, I guess the question posed, like, how does this affect you going forward? I think for me it's the making sure I don't forget what matters hmm. most. And we're speaking with one of my boys after this, and he was he was like, man... I'm not wasting time on nothing else. It's just all about me and my wife. We're going to start this family. Forget work. Like, I'm going to work, of course, but I ain't, I ain't stressing work. I'm like, it's this seasons, bro. There's going to be a season where you all, of, mm-hmm. I know you all about your wife, but there's going to be a season where you got to, like, put in a lot of yeah. effort at work. You just got to just own it, right? That doesn't mean you don't care for her. Like, because he was trying to say, was it worth the 20 years in mm-hmm. an NBA? If he only got to spend four years with the family, whatever, whatever, the three, four years with the family. I'm like, that 20 years made him, that 20 years gave him the opportunity to spend those three years at the maximum level. So for us, we might say it's, damn, it's not fair. But to him or to them, those three years could have been way more important than the 20 years he spent. We just never know. But to me, what I want to make sure I do is like, all right, I know there's, there's going to be times where I got to work a lot because I just got to make sure I'm able to take care of my responsibilities with my daughter and everything else. But she's going to know you're you're still more important to me than this job. And I'm only, I'm only putting this job, giving this job that type of attention because this X, Y, and Z. Right. Like, we, we're always going to be in contact with each other. Like, we're always going to have that moment where she knows, like, yo, no matter what, my dad my dad is for me. And he's always going to be for me. Um, second thing with Kobe that I I, I want to make sure, like, like you said, you have those days where you're not 100%, but whatever I am, I'm going to give it all. And <coughs> I'm at least going to be able to go to bed and say, I gave my all today. Yeah, yeah. If, it, yeah. if, if I don't, if this is it, if this was it for me, then cool. I know I could go out saying, right. I did, I did the best I possibly could. Communication is is really important. Yeah, but I feel like 
would we be talking about Kobe if he didn't spend the twenty years dedicated to basketball? No, that's that like that's. Oh, say it again. Say it again. Like the way that Darrell's friend posed it was like, was all that work, spending time in basketball worth it? Ooh. I don't think it would have stopped the world for a moment if he didn't. Right. Like yeah, if, if it were just, if any other Kobe NBA Bryant. player, no offense to because like that had any death has an impact in a lot of people's lives. Yeah, but I think Kobe had a moment where he paused the world because he dedicated everything for that period of time. I agree to his craft. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. So I feel like for us, it's. At least for me, the way that I try to pose the question, it brings me to, it's an interesting time in my life when I'm trying to figure out what is my impact. So like maybe, to Adriano's point, maybe at some point, a few down, a few weeks down the line, it's like, we keep going and you know, whatever. Like, yeah, I still remember a lot of people's deaths like Nipsey. Uh, yeah. Like that, shit like that still to this day, it's like, okay, damn, son, I, let's keep going. Let's make it, let's take it further this now right but like it came to me in a time when i'm trying to figure out what is the impact you want to have in the world i feel like kobe had the impact he wanted to have in the world yeah he lived that full life yeah so like how do i do that while balancing let me let me go spend some time and take my kids to school let me go spend some time and do x y and z but like if you want to have the impact you got to put in those times and that that extra time to make sure you are the best at your craft. Yeah. That is the Mamba mentality. Oh, that okay. is what it is here. Can I say something? Like, when you, to question if it was worth it for Kobe, I think we, for, like, because we're looking in retrospect, but we forget he, before he met his lovely wife and started the family, his dream was to be a basketball player. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And his yeah. dream was to be on the Lakers. Yeah. On the Lakers, oh, yeah. better than Jordan. Oh, yeah. So it's like, that would be selfish of us to say, oh, man, we maybe he should have just like, focused on family when he when he got married and had kids. It's like... It would have been a disservice to right. the world. Yeah. Disservice to the world, disservice to himself. Because all of us, we have dreams before we meet our significant others, right? There. You want to you find somebody who comes into your life and isn't trying to alter you or stop you from pursuing that dream. They actually trying to help you get to that dream. Mm-hmm. And to be honest, if he didn't have a Vanessa, will he be able to have those 20 years in the league and like fully go 100% hard, hunt, like all out? If he didn't have somebody at home who was like, yo, don't worry about, like, yeah, spend as much time as you can with us, but don't worry about it because I got, I, I got this. Yeah. Until you ready, until you ready to quote, quit, I got this. Tracy, Tracy McGrady brought up that Kobe said he wanted to die young. Yeah. He, and in an in a bizarre way, like I kind of I I. But I think I he understand. probably said that before he actually. No, yeah, yeah, he he did say that. He, he did said, say he that. He was able that that this was when they were young, but it's kind of like he. But the meaning behind it, he was like he wants to just be remembered, like yeah. for what it is. Like, but think about it though. Think about what he was able to accomplish in 41 years. And you know, like not a lot of people can say that. Yeah. That's that's what helped me get get over Nipsey. Nipsey took me 4 or 5 months, bro. I couldn't listen to his, his music without crying. I'm still feeling the same way. Yeah. Yeah, I still I still 
There's still certain songs, certain interviews. Yeah. yeah. But the one thing I could always say, like, man, in 30... Because we, we the same age when mm-hmm. Nipsey passed. Mm-hmm. So, 1980, born 1985, he's a month older than me. Like, my even my daughter's mom hit me up, like, I know this hits you because I know you like him, but I also know that y'all the same age, and that scares you. Yeah. And I used to tell them, yeah, it scares me every time my, my friends pass. I'm like, man... That but that's me. but that's going back to what I was saying about the confidence. I don't want you to think that way because yeah. it's kind of like I could live until tomorrow. I could live until I'm eighty five, eighty. You know, like I just don't. I I don't view as like my. I don't view my 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 clock as like ticking, and I, it's hard for me to say like I'm scared. I don't. I don't think it was more of like you know my clock is ticking. It's just I think it's more of a, a wake up like man that that could be me. Right. Like those moments of like nah, I'm good because my grand. I always used to say, well, my grandfather lived to like 107. So I'm like, uh, my great grandfather. So I'm like, man, I'm, I'm going to live forever. Damn, I got time. That's my apartment number back home, 107. Damn. But I'm like, I got time. And then Nipsey died. He's like, uh, I'm saying I'm going to die tomorrow, but it's like, oh, shit, this, this shit can happen anytime. Anytime. Like, mm-hmm. Stop playing. But like, there's certain things I love, enjoy doing. And it's just like, that's my life. Like, I'm happy being who I am, doing yeah. the things that I do. God forbid I were to go tomorrow, like, I'd be happy knowing that I've done what I can to just be happy. And if you're not happy, bro, like, we could segue. That's another topic for another conversation, but happiness is really important in my life. And happiness is subjective. I know my happiness may be different than yours, but I'm I'm so about just being happy. What about you, Gary? Um, I'm still processing this. Um, I keep like watching some of his like old interviews just to kind of see how like he viewed life and because he was a really brilliant man. Mm-hmm. He was very curious. And for me, something that I that I've taken from him is that you know the reason why he wore twenty four is because he knew that he had to dedicate himself every single day to his craft to be who he wanted to be. So, um, and in that that goes different ways, right? It could be your profession, it could be your family life, it can be um, yourself as a human being. Like, what is it that you're dedicating yourself to to get maximum result? And something else that he said is that a lot of times you get stuck out, stuck on the, the destination mm-hmm. and not the journey. He said that one of the most beautiful things in life, like he, when he when he got his jerseys retired, he was talking to his kids and said, "You know, we know that if you work hard on anything, you're gonna get repaid for that that hard work. But that's not the beauty of it. It's not where you end up; it's how you got there. You can look back on it and say, "Yo, I did this this way," and that's the gratifying part of your journey." So for me, like, I know last week we were talking about, like, what's my purpose and trying to figure out who I'm going to be. And I think for me, like, now I'm trying to, I'm thinking about things differently. I'm thinking about taking things on a day-to-day. Like, what am I doing on a day-to-day to to better myself? Forget where I'm going to be three, five years from now. I don't know that. You know, life can can put you on a different course at any given moment. Yeah. So, but I can approach every day with that same mentality and try to have a better day than yesterday, I think I'll be okay. And also like just be more present in people's lives. 
Like, we don't know when, when is the last time we're going to interact with someone. Yeah. So just be cognizant of that. Like, if you haven't told someone that you love them in a while, tell them that you love them. Yeah. If you have, you're arguing with someone about something petty, squash it. It's not worth it. You know? Um, give people their flowers while they're here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Don't, don't. And, and that's something that's that's been fucking with me, too, since the Nipsey thing. Yeah. You like, <clears throat> he was so great. But people never really gave him his flowers when he was alive. Mm-hmm. And so for me, it's just like, why do we wait until they're not here to really accept those things to show them love like that? Do we do we take people for granted? Yes. Do we take I think time, we take, yes. time for granted? Yes. I think we take everything for granted. Yes. Because kind of like to that point where like Adriana was saying as far as how a few weeks from now we're going to just keep moving on. Yeah. And Raddy, you were saying like, how people come into work and just go up on it, you know, go about their day and their to-do list. I think it's just instinctually, I think a lot of people just don't really appreciate the small things. Yeah. You know, until they're no longer here. And, it's like, and then Damn. it's And then what? I wish I did this. I wish I said that. Yeah. You know? So I think for me, I, um, I'm going to kind of take a page out of Kobe's book. And just start cold calling people. I haven't spoken to you in a while. Yo, what's up with you? How's everything? I, and I just, def- you know? I definitely need Pulling up on people? I don't know if I'm going to pull up, but I'm definitely going to call. <laughs> I definitely have conversations with people. Like, people that I haven't, like, really spoken to in a while. Just to see where they're at. And, yeah. and just let them know that they're loved and appreciated. I think, yo, like... When it comes down to it, because it's something I'm very, I think, in more of my later years, <laughs> sound like a fucking grandpa, but like, just being more conscious of time and people and effort, you know what I'm saying? Like, it takes two seconds to send a text message. Two. Depends on how the length, how long the length of the text message is. It sometimes takes a lifetime to remember the people that you spoke to last. You know what I'm saying? So I think for us, our biggest thing is that, not that we have to go through our phone book and say, let me hit up the people that I need to talk to, or let me this, or let me that. You know what I'm saying? It's like, you know who your safe people are. You know your safe place in your life. You know where things feel good, things feel genuine, things feel real and raw. And I think we take for granted sometimes a lot of that in our lives because of foolfulness. Stupid. So we toast. Yes. To. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah. You got the boomerang popping. To all this is this is to all the lives lost. Yeah, facts. You know what I'm saying? And to a better 2020. Cheers. Cheers, brothers. To life. Mm-hmm. More life. Pinkies up. Come on. Nah, man. <laughs> Yo, by the way. I remember last time you was like, damn, yo, we didn't take a picture. I feel bored. We are. Sure we, grab a picture. Yeah, we are most picture. definitely taking a picture. Yeah, because I saw so Gary doing that. I'm like, try was tight. We have time. to. Mm-hmm. I was very tight, yes. But, so, I guess, to not to end, because this will never end. And this is a conversation that I think is going to go on forever. Because in all the conversations that we'll always have about the late, great, which is so weird to say, the late, great Kobe Bean Bryant and... Everything that he brought to this world, I guess I pose the not so final question is if you can 
name Kobe in one word, what would it be? I'm going to start with, go around the table. And for myself, I'll start. And it will be change. And the reason why I say that is because I believe everyone has the power to change and stretch their reach far in this world and touch many lives, even when you go and you overcome a lot of opportunity. We all have a chance to change. That's my word for Kobe. And I will honor that word going forward, change. Okay. I'm going with impactful. I feel like he made the impact he wanted in the game that was evident to see in all sports and even to some others in other careers and paths overall just saying damn that's the type of impact I want to have in Minecraft so that's what I'm going with I, I think it's legacy like we're we watched them, so of course we're talking about him. But he's put us in a point where we're going to talk about him to our kids. And then our kids' kids are going to talk about him. And that, that name, like you said, Kobe, that name is just going to live forever. The impact he's put on in the world is going to live forever. No matter what person you name Kobe or what pet you name Kobe or what state why. you name, you, you're you, always going to know. You hear Kobe and it's going to be, you're conditioned to, yeah, you to correlate it to Kobe Bryant. Purple, gold. Yeah. That's number just, eight, yeah, number 24. Kobe, Kobe. Yeah. Till death yeah. do us part. And with that said, RIP to the nine victims. Facts. And that horrific crash. R.I.P. the families that were affected by yes, and it's the tragic end. The words, you know, <clears throat> just because no matter what we say, nine people's lives ended. Yet we are here to continue. I think with death, our job every day someone dies. Yeah, right now someone just died. Yeah, you know what I'm saying, but like you said, nine deaths happen, but I feel like millions are are inspired. Yeah, and our job is to continue to just be positive and just to continue to put you know positivity and love into this world. So yeah, and tell the people that that you care about that you love them. And like, stop that foo-foo bullshit about that pride and just you even warriors put their swords down and their spears down on Sundays as mm-hmm. they say. Mm-hmm. Like, let that shit go. So if we can, real quick. That's a conversation for, for all the men. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We love you. We're here for you. And our job is to continue legacies that you guys can't. And that's my message to the ones that are not here anymore. We'll do everything we can to make sure that you guys are remembered and respected going forward. And we love you. Thank you for everything. We appreciate you, fellas. Last words. Kobe. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. That's all we got, bro. Kobe.
What can I say? Mamba out.